Hello. Hey guys. Guess who's back again? <laughs> Anyways, I'm back back for this week's episode. So for this week, we're going to talk over again Oscar's Best Pictures. I saw those two movies, The Sound of Metal and The Father. They were pretty great. But I'm also here to join to join me today is my BF, Aaron. Hey, what's up? He's a big fan of movies, and so I just think it would be perfect for him to join us on this conversation as well. See his best picture talk. He's more movie fluent in all of this, so I think he's a great voice. Don't you think? Yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so let us begin. I watched, we watched together. We just watched The Sound of Metal and The Father. They were the last two movies we needed to see off the best picture list, and I loved them a lot. <laughs> They were better than I thought they were, especially the father. Yeah. Like, would you say so? Yeah, I thought they were both gonna be boring. I don't know why. <laughs> <But> <laughs> no, they were both pretty good. I like, I like both of them a lot. Um, I'd say the weakest out of out of now that I've seen all the best pictures, I'd say the weakest out of all of them is Mink. <laughs> Stink. Stink. Yeah. <laughs> that one is boring. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I think, I think it's true. It's factual. <laughs> Um, yeah, so let's go over, let's talk about these two movies. Let's start with Sound of Metal since we saw it first. So Sound of Metal, very nice movie. It's the rundown, if I saw, if you heard guys last week, it's basically about Riz Ahmed's character going deaf. And so the whole movie is about his journey of deafness and it's a little drama. It's a little unique. Um, I loved it. I'm buying into the Riz Ahmed hype. He is definitely... Best actor is gonna go to Chadwick. We all know we know this. Yeah. But in Sound of Metal, Riz Ahmed is clearly the best one. I think he was awesome. He's great performance, like mind blowing. If he would have won Best Actor if it wasn't for Chadwick, this wouldn't happen. Yeah. I would think. You would think. Well, I thought that at first. Whenever, <laughs> whenever we we saw this movie because we had. Um, the Sound of Metal and The Father still to watch. And we saw The Sound of Metal first. And after we saw the movie, I was like, yeah, Riz Ahmed was, <clears throat> probably would have won any other any other year. Or, like, if Chadwick Boseman had not passed away, I feel like he would be, like, the, the one leading the conversation right now. But then I saw The Father. <laughs> <laughs> and now I feel that Anthony Hopkins is the one that's getting robbed of the Oscar, but we can go over that in a minute. But no, <laughs> yeah. I thought, I thought Riz Ahmed was pretty good in this movie. Uh, really mm -hmm. good. Um, yeah, it was, like I said, it was a lot better than I expected, a lot less boring. <laughs> I, don't know why yes. I, I don't know why I was thinking it was boring. Uh -huh. Just all the promo pictures and everything I've been seeing from it, it just looked, I don't know. It, yeah, but it was not boring at all. I was really into it. <laughs> mm -hmm. I could see the same. I was, I thought the same too. It looked... It looks boring, but it's not boring. It's very character-driven, very emotional. <laughs> a lot of emotions in this film. Yeah, it is. But... It's very... But it's very nice. Um, not much... I, I know what else to say about <laughs> it. Riz Ahmed is the set of the movie. It's He's really good, the... Yeah, it's a good... It is his movie. Um, it's a good little awards movie. Mm -hmm. Definitely a surprise. Yes, it really was. And just to piggyback what Aaron said, yeah... Would you suggest watching it? Yeah, I'd suggest watching it. Go ahead. It's on it's on Amazon Prime, right? Yeah. That's where we watch it. Prime Video. 
uh, no extra cost though. Like everybody has a Prime membership now, so mm-hmm. go watch it. There's really no excuse not to. Yeah, exactly <laughs> what Aaron said. It's awesome. <laughs> it was pretty great. Suggest, highly suggest. Yeah. So on to the next movie. We probably have more to talk about this one. <laughs> it's The Father. Yeah, this one came out of nowhere. <laughs> mm-hmm. This one I think surprised me more than Sound of Metal. It's um. So this one had Anthony Hopkins and Olivia Coleman. They were the two big stars. Um, and the movie is about Anthony Hopkins' character. His name's Anthony. Yeah. <laughs> Anthony. Um, about his struggle during dementia, Alzheimer's, something like that. Yeah, he's losing his memory. Yes, he's losing his memory. And the film plays into his character, like, losing his, his sanity, you can say, pretty much. It's... It's really amazing how they describe it, the pace of the movie. You, yeah. You see it through what would be Anthony's perspective, yeah. like how he's losing his memory, he's losing his track of thought. Mm-hmm. I thought that was awesome. Um, Anthony Hawkins. Amazing performance. He sold it. I'm, he was great. Um, I don't know. It's the way he played it. Maybe because he was... he. I don't know. He felt like he connected with the role. Like he had a a personal pull so it makes it makes it more believable mm-hmm. and olivia coleman was also like a supporting character and she was pretty good um i don't think she's as good as like other people are saying she was like she was she's she's good i won't deny that but like she did her job yes yeah. <laughs> it wasn't spectacular phenomenal especially when you're comparing the supporting cast supporting actresses of this year olivia was like all right it's this is Anthony Hopkins movie. Like comparing her screen time to his, she's barely in it. He he is ninety percent of this movie, and yep. he really amazing performance. Like I said, I I saw this movie and I was like, yeah, he he should be the one everybody talks about for best actor. You know, it's no surprise. I mean, it's Anthony Hopkins. Everybody knows he can act. You know, but still, like mm-hmm. he, I think he deserves an Oscar for this movie. I, I'm not. I don't know if he has any Oscars other work I'm, I'm not sure about that right now but um <laughs> i know riz ahmed doesn't have any um but i don't know about anthony hopkins but he i think he deserves it one but he deserves one for this movie for sure but um yeah this came out of nowhere it really surprised me uh, this is the one i was putting off looking forward to the least um especially because it's not on a streaming service it's pvod so you have to pay we paid 20 bucks for it um but I think it was worth the 20 bucks in the end. It came out of nowhere. They do this thing um, to show you what his character is going through. It's a unique um, way to tell the story. And I thought it would get old after the first couple of times, but it never did for me. Did it for you? You know what I'm no. talking about? It, yeah. yeah. Like you would, it would seem like you're getting old of doing that same thing, yeah. but it really doesn't. Uh, Every time they did it, they did it in a slightly different way. You know, Each time. So it never got old. Yeah. It was keeping you on your your feet and questioning like what what is happening mm-hmm. um so i thought that was great uh, i i should have came more prepared for this i don't know if this movie is up for excuse me best screenplay um original screenplay but i think it's a good contender for it if it is or isn't if mm-hmm. it isn't then i think it was robbed of that it was robbed yeah because i put this We'll look through. We don't have a list. We apologize. Yeah. But our I, power went out. <laughs> yes. We're doing this without our power. So sorry for you to have our info quite as ready. Um, 
But yeah, Anthony Hopkins has won an, a major award. Um, he won Best Actor for Silence of the Lambs quite a while ago. Oh, of course. <laughs> What's wrong with me? <laughs> and he's been nominated past times the past couple of years yeah. for Best Supporting Actor. So this, he's, he only has one Oscar yeah. for Silence of the Lambs? But he's been nominated one, two, three, four, four times. Dang. We're five now, if you count this year. Yeah, because he's he's nominated this year for Best Actor. Yeah, so Dang, I give it I give it to him over Chadwick. What's Chadwick nominated for? Which movie? I think it was Ma Rainey. Ma Rainey's. I don't even like that that performance as much as um, Chadwick Boseman was in another movie this year, The Five Bloods. Um, it was Spike robbed. Lee. Yes. <laughs> oh my God! I would have. He wasn't in that movie as much, and he'd probably be a supporting. It probably put him in the supporting role instead of lead role for Ma Rainey's, but. I thought he was way better in that movie than in, in Marini's, mm-hmm. for sure. But I guess Netflix, those were both Netflix movies. I guess they, they decided to rally behind one and probably looks better to have him as a lead, than lead a actor supporting. than a supporting actor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Probably did. Probably better chances for them to get the Oscar if they pushed him as the lead. Yeah. Because it looks good on their end. They're like, that's probably smartness. They're probably like behind the scenes. They're like, Jared passed away. If we pushed him as the lead, yeah. we could probably get the award. I don't and they, know, but... We'll see come the night, but I have a feeling he's probably going to end up getting it. I'm 95% sure that it's going to him. The surprise would be Anthony Hopkins. I think the surprise would be Rosa Mann. I feel like everyone's been talking about him. I think it would either be Chadwick, Riz, and then Anthony Hopkins. Yeah, in that order? That yeah. order specifically. Because mm-hmm. I've seen everywhere and all the discussions rallying behind Riz Ahmed. Mm-hmm. And I'm buying into the hype. I'm sorry, but I really think that was grazing. Yeah. I just compared to Anthony Hopkins. Um, I don't know. I'm more connected. I'm more vibed with Riz Ahmed. Yeah. I just yeah. I feel like I was impressed more. Yeah. I like that. with Anthony Hopkins, I know he can act. So this performance was like, oh, solidifies yeah. my thoughts. But Riz Ahmed, I haven't seen much of his movies. Mm-hmm. Like I think the last movie I saw him in was in the Venom movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But in this movie changed my mind about it. I'm like, man, he can really act good and great. So I'm like, but yeah. So I rally behind more Riz Ahmed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I get that for sure. Yeah, but um, no matter who we think we win, I think, like I said, I'm pretty sure that Chadwick's going to get it. Yeah, we all Chadwick. <laughs> yeah. But. That's fine. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Rest in peace, Chadwick. He's still good. Um, but yeah, so that was back to the father talk. We deviated a little bit there. No, we're good. I think we covered the father pretty much. Oh, you think? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, we paid 20 bucks for it, and we liked it a lot. We think it's worth it. Uh, we Do you think it would be worth it for anybody else? No. No. I if you're not a serious hardcore movie fanatic, and like wanting... Awards, yeah. Yeah. Wait till this movie is a rent... Or whatever it goes to next. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, wait to watch it then because it'll be well worth your money. $20 rent. I'm like, we enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot. Mm. But I know a lot of you people would be like, oh, $20 for this. Like, okay. Yeah. Wait till like after. It's still a must watch. Um, Even after this whole Oscar award season's done, still watch it. It's still. Mm-hmm. Wait till it's like six bucks to rent. Yeah. <clears throat> especially with the oscars are this weekend mm-hmm. sunday right yeah yeah <laughs> we are watching it soon but you guys don't really have to <laughs> if you're not into it but 
as urgently as we were because we were more into Oscar talking mm-hmm. the more we want to be on top of this stuff. That's why we watch these movies. <laughs> yeah, and um, we also watched one other movie that uh, wasn't on the best picture list. I don't know if it got nominated for anything. Did it, it get did. adapted screenplay? Yeah. And original song. I know. It, I think it got that. Uh, we saw One Night in Miami, which, to everyone's surprise, was not nominated for Best Picture. And to be honest, I can see why it wasn't. <laughs> I don't know why everyone else was thinking about the hype of One Night in Miami. Don't get me wrong, it's good. Regina King's directing. She did a good job. She did an amazing this is job. Her first time? Yes. Yeah. If it was first time, she did great. Regina King should have at least gotten. I don't know about a best record. I don't know screen, about right? that now that you say it, but like, but like for first time, like she did great. Yes, this is keep an eye on her for future work. She's mm-hmm. promising. Um, um, the when I move Miami's all right. It's long. It's adapted screenplay from a play, and this and Ma Rainey's have the same problem of feeling long at times. They feel like they drag their story out a little bit, but the characters, the actors in them. I thought they were amazing. They did a great job. What a strong movie. Um, yeah. It's based on a, <clears throat> a like stage play, I think, pretty sure. And it it feels like one when you watch it. Um, Very. For most of the movie, you can tell, like, yeah, this was, this feels like it was a play. But I think um, there were some parts where she really showed Regina King. Um, like, cause I think if you turn a stage play into the movie, you should make it to where, um, something that you can only do in a movie, you know, you can't do on a stage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, I got this kind of the same feeling in Ma Rainey cause it's the same situation there. That's a play. And when you watch the movie, you can tell, oh yeah, this is, this is just like they're on a stage mm-hmm. except now they're on a movie set in front of a camera, you know? Yeah. Like, I, I don't feel like I'm getting much of a different experience if I watch this in person. And uh, I feel like that more for Ma Rainey's than One Night in Miami. I still felt like that way for One Night in Miami, but there were some parts where I was like, okay, yeah, this is something added to the movie that makes it feel like a movie, you know? Yes, exactly. That's how I thought. This one is, yeah, like I said, it's these Ma Rainey's Black Bottom and One Night in Miami very much play movies, you can tell, but... Yeah, I agree with you. One Night Miami did it better. I mean, it still felt like a play, but at times there we can tell it's a movie. And yeah, they try to they try to mix it up for sure with the locations and the action going on. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, so definitely, especially with, like I keep saying this, but Regina King's first time. I'm pretty sure this is her first time directing a movie. I'm pretty uh, amazing sure. Amazing job. Yes, she is. Like you couldn't tell if this was her first movie. Yeah, if you were to know beforehand, she did awesome. I mean, like, she's really talented. We keep an eye out for her future work. She has, she looks very promising, (laughs) in the least to say. Um, Neat movie. Um, This one's also on Amazon Prime. Yeah, for free. For free, so check it out if you want. It's long. I ain't gonna lie to you guys. It drags, especially towards the end. They could have shaved off, like, 10 minutes. Yep, I think. I think twenty minutes. Really, you think so? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's it's like two hours long. Yeah, but the commentary is very nice. Um, 
very much needed. <laughs> Most of these movies this year, the commentary is nice, yeah, especially this one with the African-American black community. This is very much a movie for them. It's what they needed. Seeing all these very strong, powerful figures, figures they have, and this one movie play these roles. We got a know. lot of movies like that this year. Yeah. Like one Night in Miami, The Five Bloods, um, and then the two Best Picture contenders, um, Trial of Chicago 7 and Judas and the Black Messiah. We had a lot of black commentary this yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. And it's awesome. Great. The mm-hmm. diversity, we're glad to hear that. Um, very much a plus for that, uh, would you say? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. We would, that's One Night Miami. Um, we tried watching another movie today <laughs> um one of the one of the, the the directors up for the best director oscar is thomas winterberg who directed another round it's a german film um and so we were like well let's check that out because it's on hulu um for free and then our power went out so we couldn't finish it but i liked what i saw so far you yeah it seemed pretty good like so far we really 45 minutes i thought it was like the first 30 minutes. first 30 minutes yeah <laughs> It felt, yeah, it seems like it was enjoyable. We're, we'll get back to you when we watch that, when we get power. Um, <laughs> I don't know. But it w- we'll see yeah. what the best director hype of that movie is. Mm-hmm. Parts we saw, enjoyable. Um, it was just, it felt like it was just getting started whenever we were, whenever the, we stopped watching. Yeah, we, we were pulled from out. the experience. <laughs> yeah. So we're going back to you. Let you guys know. We'll but I don't think I don't think he's gonna. It's not like he's going to like shake it up. He's yeah. not like the big. Mm-hmm. I don't oh. watch that. From what I see in the movie, I don't see it and go like, "Well, he's you know he came out of nowhere. He's gonna he might win." You know, yeah. I still think Chloe Zhao's got it in the bag. Yeah, Chloe Zhao's the one that did No Man Land. If yeah. you guys don't know, um, yeah, I'm pretty sure she's locked in the bag for it. She's locked for the two big ones: Best Picture and No Man Land. As much as I don't think. Best picture should go to No Man Land. But yeah. to Stone, we'll get into that in a little bit. Wow, okay. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, so that's those movies we saw and that one we are going to see. So now we're going to talk about, since we're doing Oscars Best, Pish, best Picture, sorry, <laughs> um, we're going to make our list, give our Best Picture thoughts. Um, and here we go. Who do you think is going to win Best Picture, even uh, though you just said? Yeah, No Man Land, I think, is... It's almost as likely as Chadwick Boseman for Best Actor. I think it's it's pretty clear. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> for real. Like, even more than Parasite was last year. I think there was still a little bit, like, a lot of people thought Parasite was going to win, but there was still a little bit of a question. Yeah. I think partly because of the foreign film aspect. But uh, what was the movie going up against it? 1917? That some was people, the big contender? Yeah, some people thought 1917 was going to win Best Picture last year. It was between those two. Really? Yeah. But, Out I mean, of that and the Joker? Yeah, yeah, nobody really thought. Like, it was nominated, but nobody thought it was going to win. Hmm. Really. But, um, I feel like this is, like, pretty certain. Mm. I don't see any other movie that could take it. Really. Yeah. I don't. Maybe Mank, because the Oscars loves movies about Hollywood, but... Oh my god, too I much. Know. I hate it. <laughs> That's where he got its stupid nominations fleet. Yeah. The most nominated film, right? Yeah. Uh, this year's most nominated film. Stupid stink. <laughs> stink. And Gary Oldman, too. No. <laughs> no. 
No, he um, wasn't. He wasn't bad. He, he was, wasn't, but like I've seen him act like that before. It wasn't too surprising. Yeah, but I think Nomadland gets it. I think Nomadland deserves it. It was the best movie I saw last year. Well, I saw it this year, but. <laughs> In terms of, like, the award yeah. season. Like. I think it was the best movie of the year that I saw. And I, it's the, I think it's the only one of the best picture movies that I still think about. Like, I That's can't awesome. stop thinking about that movie. I know. I saw the trailer for it the other day because I was showing my mom. And, like, it made me want to rewatch the movie again. It was that good. And I will watch it again. I wish I saw it in IMAX because they were showing it in IMAX. Um, I don't know if they still are, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like No Man Land too. I think it's really good. I'm also set it's gonna win Best Picture, as like as like I said, Best Picture, Best Director. But I don't think it should have gone to No Man Land. Great film, but like, I don't know. I just think more of the impact of. It's not my favorite movie of the bunch. It's not the one I think about the most, No Man Land. But I think it's Best Picture. I would have liked to seen it gone to Judas and the Black Messiah a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. Um, it was an awesome commentary. Awesome. It was an awesome movie. The style, everything about it, what it means, what it stands for. I think that should have won Best Picture. I feel like, I don't know, the story and the characters behind it, they did an awesome job. It felt more, I felt more connected even though it wasn't really geared for me. I learned a lot just watching the movie um, and its story. It made me want to look up more and dive into my history of learning the black culture and all these powerful political figures I never knew about because history likes to hush and silence them. This movie really shone a light on him. So I think it should have won this picture, what it stands for and all that. Um, best director, I still think Chloe Zhao because she directed the hell out of No My Land. I wouldn't give her that. Yeah. She brought out these normal people into thinking that, like, us yeah. thinking they're actors because they're so good and so natural in yeah. the movie. They're not actors. They're, they're like, real people living this life that she's telling the story of in the movie. And she gets them to act, like, like you can't even tell that they, they're not actors, that they never acted before. And they, exactly. they bring the emotions, you know, and you feel it when you watch, like. Yes. It's very down it. to earth. It's, that film does that great. Um. Yeah. Frances McDormand's nice. She's an amazing actress. Um, yeah. But I just think Jonas and the Black Messiah. Daniel Kaluuya is awesome. I said he's going to win Best Supporting Actor. It better be him. <laughs> I would be mad if it's not him. He did awesome. He deserves it. Um, but yeah, I think it should have been Judas and the Black Messiah. Yeah. I feel like its impact was greater than what No Man Land is. Mm-hmm. It, it, what it made you feel. Yeah, yeah, I, I liked it a lot when I saw it. We saw it together, and mm-hmm. I, I loved it at the time. It was before I saw No Man Land. Yeah. But at the time, it was my best picture um, pick because it just makes you angry, the stuff that goes on. And it's all true. You it's know? very true stuff. It still is. lasts today. Some, yeah, a lot of that's the point of the movie is that that stuff is still going on today. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it makes you angry and a little bit hopeless. Like, what, what can you do about it? You know, if it's still... Stuff that was happening 60 years ago is still happening today. Nothing has changed, you know. Mm-hmm. It just makes you, I don't know. It In does get an emotional response out of you, for sure. And it does it very well. Yes. Um, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but No Man Land, I don't know why I just can't stop thinking about that movie. It's the way it's made. 
the way it's shot, the the cinematography, like um, reminds me of like if you've ever seen the new Terrence Malick films, um, like the Tree of Life, it's mm-hmm. one of my favorite movies ever. I haven't shown it to you yet. I will. Yeah, you keep saying yeah. that. I'm like I. <laughs> I know. Um, and he has a lot of. It just feels like that. I don't know how to describe it, but once you see his movies, you, it feels the same way. As No Man Land does, and maybe that's why I like it so much. Because you like the way that. Shot. Yeah, but it's also like a documentary, you know. Which yes. I don't understand why she didn't just make a documentary, but <laughs> this is. I think, in that sense, documentaries are less interesting. Yeah. This is a movie, but it plays it very much like it could be a documentary, yeah. and I think that's what makes it a really awesome film. Mm-hmm. Is it plays this very real thing of nomad people very well yeah. into a movie. But it's a real, they're real people. It really exists. And so it's easier to digest than a documentary would. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she did an awesome job with it. Um, the story behind it, I feel like, resonates more with me and Aaron. But Aaron more about the nomads, about typical American culture and oh, style. Yeah. The work hard, grind hard, only to retire when you're very old and sick and all that money go to just prolonging yeah. your life. When that's not how it shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. And Nomadland touches that story very well. And I think, I don't know if you think this, but I'm pretty sure that's why you love it so much. Maybe is because be right. yeah. you tell you talk to me about that. We'd have these conversations. And I think that's why Nomadland speaks to you more. Yeah, I like the, the message. Yeah, like Nomadland has, Nomadland has a message too. It's like about, about capitalism. Yeah. And how, you know, it's it's not great for everybody. Like it's the nomads in the film are people who really went through. Yeah. They, they go through stuff and you hear some of their stories and they might be true, you know, because they, these are real people starring mm-hmm. in the movie. Um, but then you see it firsthand, like they're working on Amazon they're doing all that stuff. And yeah, it's, <laughs> it's awful. It's crazy. And they still barely make enough money. And it's awful. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just, I don't understand. Like these people, um, they don't stay in one place for very long. They like to move around. They like to travel and live their lives. And they're not really tied down by worrying if they have enough money for whatever. For their house. Yeah. Worrying about health care issues. Worrying about having stable jobs. All of that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what nomads are. They move around. They enjoy their life and. It shows that these older, most of the film are older folks, mm-hmm. yeah. showing that they're just living their life. They're doing what they want to do, not being tied or hold back by anything. That it's really awesome. It's empowering. Yeah. I will say that it makes me feel very inspired too. Like I shouldn't follow my speci- that specific capitalist lifestyle. Yeah, like how I sh- we shouldn't be working. Almost half of our lives. Yeah, you don't need oh, to even work almost. your whole life. To, to be happy like these people like it shows like the movie shows a lot of people who feel bad for the nomads like oh you, you don't have a house i'm sorry you can come stay with me you know like uh-huh. like it's a, a burden to them but they like being like that you know and like as long as they're happy and living their lives you know like, them. it doesn't matter how they how they live you know if it's not the normal way like oh you're, gonna, you're not working a nine-to-five job mm-hmm. until you're 70 years old then retire and then have all their free time when you're too old to do anything. They're doing it now, you know? Mm-hmm. And like, I love that because it's away from that mentality that to, to have a life, you have to work 
for decades, you know, to save up and you gotta <clears throat> play the game, and they're not playing the game, you know. Yeah, they're off the game. They're yeah. not on the board, but they're still having an amazing time. They're doing the things they love and want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's how I want to be in life. Yeah, not really tied to anything like that. Following the the norms. <laughs> yeah, and I'm very lucky now to be doing my own thing. Yeah, having set my own schedule i'm very lucky and very fortunate to have a job and be flexible as i am with wanting to do i'm able to work (laughs) pretty much two jobs and still have time to do stuff like a podcast watch my favorite things listen to my favorite music still have time to go to school Mm -hmm. it's very awesome and if you can do it please do it yeah yeah that's awesome seriously tell them what you're gonna do how you're gonna what am I gonna do? Like you're quitting editing at oh, yeah, your yeah. job so, full time to um, do your own. I'm leaving. Well, I, I have a part time job right now. I work about thirty hours a week. Um, I'm fortunate enough to be able to have um, shrunk that schedule down to just four days of work instead of the the normal typical five days. But it's part time. But um, uh, I'm gonna leave that job soon and transition to only doing working my own hours like freelancing and making money that way um working from home too hopefully <clears throat> excuse me because i think that's the best way for me to work and i don't want to be like there are some people who who think you know you have to grind all the time you have to be smart with your money you have to live with your parents until you're 40 years old to save your money to invest it all in the stock market and have like streams of income for you and then you like have a job and a side job working 50 60 hours a week nonstop, trying to uh, monetize every hobby you have you know to maximize money and all that stuff i'm just not into that you know (laughs) yeah that's same here like i don't want to spend most of my working why work all that time just for money and it being so little wage, too, is what throws it off. It's how... That's just sadly how our country is until we make good changes. We have to vote the right people in power. Power, I hate saying that. Vote the right people to represent us. Smart about our voting. Not just voting people out of hype, out of, oh, and hope. You have to be smart. Educate. We need good leaders. If you empower and want to be a leader... Please do it. If you want to be the next senator, the next president, the next whatever, please do it. If you're very inspired and want to make change or represent, you don't even have to do that. Remember, we can all vote. Our voting is the strongest thing we can do. Um, Yeah, we can make things better. But as of right now, things are rough and we just have to fight through still. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but see, I like this movie because it's, it's bringing up things that people don't really talk about as much right now, you know, like, yeah, it gets talked about, but Jesus the Black Messiah, it talks about, um, the, like, inequality, like, race inequality, and, um, all the stuff that happened in the 60s is still going on today, you know, everybody talks about it all the time, you see it in the news, especially right now, Mm -hmm. so that stuff is still going on, and it's important to talk about it, um, but three movies, four movies this year, we're in the awards conversation talking about that stuff. And No Man Land is bringing up something else going on today. Um, yes. That's 
nobody's really bringing up like Nomadland did. Even if it's in a subtle way, even if it's not in your face, it still brings up these conversations. Yes, I think of two movies that bring up conversations that aren't really talked about. Yeah. This one, Nomadland. And I'm going to plug this movie in because I love it the most. It resonates with me out of all of these movies, even though I don't think it's best picture. It's Promising Young Woman. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See, that's why um, that movie's great, too. Yes. Promising Young Woman brings up uh, the rape culture, the the life mm-hmm. behind it. Um, it shows, I don't know, it tells a story about, yeah, it's a rape culture. It brings up themes and talks about how, like, rape is so especially in college scenes, how it's normalized and people can do these nasty stuff, yeah, get like, away oh, with it we for life. Kids. Yeah, and He's so young, he's just starting his life. He's, he's a good kid, he makes all A's. Yes, exactly. That's what yeah. the film's about. It's those types of guys, the ones that are backed by good grades or the nice wealthy parents. The mm-hmm. Anyways, that stuff. And um, Promising Woman tells a story about a person who was raped, taken advantage of, and not only that person's victim story, but her best friend that fills the aftermath. Because it's never just about a single person that is hurt in that. Um, her best friend felt the pain, and her whole movie's just going through about that, that whole journey. Um, yeah. And um, it, that movie brings up that topic close to heart to me. I don't know how to say that. Um, but it brings up the movie. I'm sorry, our dog's running around. But Promising One Woman just tells that story right. I'm, it brings up the conversation that rape culture is so normalized in like the college scene, especially if it's so close to most people my age. Most of my friends were in the college scene. I don't want anything bad to happen. The stupid rape culture, the, oh, we have to teach girls to defend themselves because... It's always the guy. It's always yeah. the guy. And that's not how it should be. We shouldn't be teaching how to defend the woman. Yeah, we the need to... Doing it. Yes, the guys are the problem. That's the whole her. problem. They're like, oh, be oh, careful to spike your dream. Yes. That's not how it... No. Yeah. Why do we have that so normalized where it's always the woman's fault? I know. Like it's, they, need the one, they need to be the one to cover up or to wash themselves you know yes it's always them it's like it's your fault you weren't watching your drink it's your fault that's not how it should be we shouldn't be like (sighs) would be a good scenario well i always think of the dress code in schools where the girls have to cover their shoulders or whatever yes they have these stupid rules because it might turn on the boys turn on the boys well just teach the boys to like be respectful be kind yes that's the whole movie is about it brings up that conversation. It's like, why should we have this normalized? We need big changes. We need to inform yeah. a lot of these men, boys, how we're taught, how we're raised. Like, we're taught. A lot of them are taught not to respect women. That's yeah. just how it is, plain mm-hmm. and simple. Um, we need to change that. We need to inform these young kids about everyone. All of us are equal. We're all the same. You can't take advantage of anybody, regardless of your race, gender. Yada yada yada, um, promising woman does that well, and it brings up that story in Nomadland, and I think those uh-huh. two movies are great. They bring up the most conversations talk about. Judas and Black Messiah is good. Sorry guys, our dog barked. Mania, <laughs> um, we're back. But as Aaron was saying, the promising woman it hits the message. Yeah. It's 
nail on the head good, and I think that's why it's not getting kind of being like, oh, it, it's backlash for sure. That's probably why it's not being talked as much, or probably yeah. why Carrie Mulligan. Because it's the message. It's everything about it. Keep in mind that a lot of these people in power, like it shows in the the movie, one of these university head leads yeah. is the one that's like, oh, that looked overlooked the situation. This is very real. People are out there. Some people can hate that movie because it shows like, shows their wrongdoing, show that <laughs> this happens. I feel like that's some of where the backlash can come from. Yeah. And because we're also so divided now, some men can be like, oh, it's not our fault. Men... It's the woman's fault. Mm. I can see that. And they probably spoke on it too much and too good. That's probably why they're like, let's not speak anymore about it. But I think it should be talked more. Yeah, I think yeah. it's being swept under the conversation. It really? needs, to, I think it, it deserved more speak. Mm. I think out of all these best pictures, like, no, my land, promising a woman should have been the two. Yeah. And then Judas and the Black Messiah and then Twinkle Down. That's how it should have been, but... You know how it is. Yeah. And because it's also the Oscars, they're run. They're, they're new. They're trying to diversify, like they say, but there's still some people that like to think old ways, please everybody. So maybe that's why Promise Young Woman isn't getting a lot yeah. of the big buzz, I would think. Yeah. At the very least, though, I expect Carrie Mulligan, <laughs> best actress. You think so? I think so. Well, who's it, who's it between her, Frances McDormand, Viola Davis? Yeah. Who else? Vanessa Kirby and Vanessa Andre Kirby. Day. Oh, yeah. I haven't, we haven't even seen those movies. No. Yeah, Pieces of a Woman with Vanessa Kirby and Andre Day for United States mm. versus Billie Holiday. Yes. Yeah. Um, um, I think Pieces of a Woman's on Netflix, and then the other one's... Is that one on Hulu, too? I thought it was on Amazon. Oh, well, it's on a streaming service. Yeah. Yeah, but we, we're not going to watch them. No. <laughs> Uh, we'll see, but I think it should go to Carrie Mulligan. I'm set on that. I yeah. will die on that hill. I agree. She had the best performance out of all of them. Um, career defining, you could say. The you can say that I think she did an awesome job. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Mhm. So we're we're split on best picture, but we agree on best actress, director, director, and actor. Mhm. Well. We don't agree on actor, but we both know who's going to win. Yeah, we know. Like, we both agree. I, I already know Nomadland's probably going to win Best Picture. I think it should have been Judas and Black Messiah. My outreach, my one that, like, curveball would have been Promised Young Woman. But it's Nomadland. Chloe Zhao's waking up the credit. She's... Woo! <laughs> She's getting all the buzz yeah. out of everybody. But, yeah. So, for Best Picture, Nomadland. Director, Chloe Zhao. Actor, Chadwick Boseman. Yeah. Actress, Carrie Mulligan. Mulligan. Hopefully, that's the one that's most up in the air, I think. I don't know why that category is so divided. I'm like, isn't that clear? Like, I feel like it's clear to me. Like, no, I feel like a lot of people... Well, I haven't really heard a lot of the conversation about Best Actress, but I can see where some people might like Frances McDormand. They might pick her over Carrie Mulligan. You know. I can see it, too. and I don't feel like if she's... I don't feel like Carrie Mulligan's the clear front runner. Her performance wasn't, um, like, so far above everyone else. Yeah. It wasn't, like, a far everybody. Everyone, all the best actresses this year, strong category, period. Yeah. So they I all gave their the A-green. Yeah. But, like, I think, category. again, I'm just on the Carrie Mulligan here. I would die on that hill until I figure out who wins. <laughs> um, yeah. 
but it's been talked around between Francis McDormand and Viola Davis. Those are the ones I see. Mm. And Viola Davis won recently for something. What was the award? I don't remember. Was it the was... BAFTAs or the SAG Awards? I think it was the SAG. Yeah, she won for something. But she was the best actress, and yeah, so I was very upset about that. Slightly that. Really, that slightly increased her chances for the Oscar, I think, but... I don't see it going to her. I think it's between Frances McDormand and Carrie Mulligan, for sure. Yeah. Um, I don't get why Viola. She's amazing, but compared to those two, she's not in the same league. Mm-hmm. Question mark, question mark. <laughs> so, yeah. But um, those are four out of the big five. We haven't really talked about screenplay. Yeah. I want to see the adaptive screenplays oh, categories. Oh, you the list now. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I still have some battery. All right. So. No, my, my, okay, load, please. Yeah, so. Um, it's a good year, I think. There are some people who I've seen online who don't um, think there's a point to the Oscars this year, but really I think that there, we have a lot of good movies. I don't think they should have delayed them. I don't see what the point that was besides the Academy just wanting to hold an in-person ceremony. Because they should have just gone online. The, uh, the Emmys, I think, did it all online, if I remember correctly. And then the Grammys just recently did like a cool like hybrid thing. Which I think they, they handled that really well. But I think the Oscars, whenever they have their ceremonies, they're just going to do it like they normally do it in the big theater, whatever it's called. Their big theater is a big setup. Oscars are yeah. very not... They just, they just want to have it in person. They said that they weren't going to do it online. They were sick of the Zoom. I remember that was yeah. the whole thing. It's like, no Zoom. Mm-hmm. No Zoom. Fuck them. I'm just sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I have the best extractive screenplays, so I was wrong. <laughs> okay. You were, you, we were way wrong on our guess, mm-hmm. I guess. Bahraini's not on the list. Bahraini's is not on the list. And uh, so the the nominees are... Yeah, list them. No Man Land, The Father... Borat, One Night Miami, and The White Tiger. Uh, I've never seen The White Tiger. Is that a foreign film? It's a Netflix one. Yeah. I believe so. But that, that's for adapted screenplay. Okay, out of the ones you gave me, I'm going to give it to The Father. I was going to say the same thing, too. Father, I think, is the best out of the bunch, screenplay-wise. For it adapted, right? Adaptive. Yeah. Only adaptive. Only adaptive. Yeah. Keep in mind, we do original screenplay next. Um, adaptive, yeah, The Father. What yeah. can you say? Yeah. Okay, let's do the originals. <laughs> All right. Is it not on the same list? I'm looking, I'm okay. looking. But yeah, I think definitely out of those movies, The Father, like just from a screenplay perspective, um, I just think it was awesome. Definitely not what I expected whenever I went into the movie, and it just mm-hmm. keeps keeps you on, the movie keeps you on your toes the whole time, and you feel like you're in his shoes, um, the shoes of Anthony Hopkins character it was it was great i enjoyed the whole time yes very much all right for original screenplay here we are now is promising young woman child of the chicago seven minari sound of metal and judas and the black messiah all of those best picture noms mm-hmm. ain't that cool yeah that's very yeah, cool <laughs> it is no i think it's between child of the chicago seven and um promising young woman i would like to see you go to promising young woman yeah Man, that's a tough one for me. I'm I'm 
my guess, my prediction is Promising Young Woman. If it is going to get an Oscar, it would be screenplay. Yeah, I think I'll have to agree with you. I'm going to go Promising Young Woman over Charles Girl 7 for original screenplay. Yeah. Yeah. Because I feel like Aaron Sorkin's done this before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it gives off his Oscar history as screenplay. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. He's won a couple. Yeah, so I think this one can go to Emerald Fennel yeah. first time. Oh, she wrote it? Yeah. The director? Okay. So, yeah, there's our list. So, Nomadland for Best Picture, Chloe Zhao for Best Director, um, Carrie Mulligan for Best Actress. Yep. Um, Chadwick Boseman for Best Actor. Um, Adapted Screenplay. Adapted Screenplay was... The Father. The Father. And then Original Screenplay was Promising Young Woman. Those are our big five. Mm-hmm. Slash six. Yeah. And... We're looking forward to the Oscars. We'll see who's right, who's yeah. wrong. Um, I love the Oscars. They're my favorite, second favorite day of the year. <laughs> <laughs> His first being Christmas, yeah. Y'all. After Christmas, before my birthday. <laughs> um, <laughs> so that's, that's, that's the order they go. <laughs> but I love it so much. It's such a, an event for me. I'm making sure that I'm not working that day whenever I have to. Um, whenever the show comes on and we'll dress all nice, get some snacks. And then mm-hmm. I, I always print out one of those printable ballots every year. <laughs> yeah. And I, I pick all my... Um, winners for all the categories. Winners, and then I see how right I am. And in the past couple of years I've done it, I, I've been mostly right. I have a pretty good track record so far. So <laughs> let's, see, let's see if that continues. It's a little uh-huh. bit of a weird year. But uh, I saw all the movies. I did my research. Uh, so I think we're pretty on the, I, we're pretty on the money with this. Yes. This is my first year... Being a part of this Oscar like race, like competition, like I guess journey, whatever you can say it is. It's very fun. It's because of you, Aaron. It's very nice. I gotta watch all these cool movies. Promising a woman's gonna last on me forever, I swear to God. <laughs> and all those movies, the top three, Judas, Nomadland, and Promising a Woman. Great. I'm stuck on those. Um I'm excited to watch them too. Um but yeah. Awesome. I can't wait. Yes, I don't I think do. I don't think they're having a host again this year. Nope. I, they year. didn't say. No. No host. No host. I think it's better without the host. I don't know if you've ever seen much of the Oscars. If you remember, I have. But I. Hosts. The the year last year that they did it without a host, it felt so much better. I think it it was faster than usually is. That's one of the main criticisms. The Oscars are long. Yes. They go over three hours all the time. That's not how a watch show should be. Especially and, uh, in this day and age, we want. Yeah, was, a lot of it is unnecessary. I think that they should just cut the songs. <clears throat> I, I don't know who watches it to watch the song because what they do is, <clears throat> for their best original song category, they each perform, they perform each song, and, and that's like thirty minutes you can cut off right there. Yeah, I don't think you should perform that song. Yeah. It's the movies. We get it. Mm-hmm. They if don't do that want... for any of the other categories. Yeah, that's so weird. Why would you? Yeah. Like, for best short film, they don't show each short film. You know? Yeah, that would be so weird. Why would you do best original song? We get it. It's an award. Mm-hmm. Um, we have other award shows that do music yeah. that deserve it, like the Grammys. Um, yeah, I agree. <laughs> Having no host really speeds the show up. I like it better. They can... Mm-hmm. And I like seeing all the all the celebrities presenting the, the, the awards. To their peers. Know? It's very awesome. It's cool. 
So, yeah, I'm excited for this year. It's uh, in a couple days, this Sunday. So, can't wait. It's going to be awesome. Yes, I'm excited. I'm ready to see who wins. I'm very... Ah. <laughs> I have a feeling it's not my land, but I would like to see a mix-up. I would love to see a mix-up and, like, they throw a f- <laughs> curveball at us. Like they, pull a, they pull a green book and they give it to... <laughs> I don't know. They give it to Mink. <laughs> that would be awful. I would scream and cry. Yeah. Stank doesn't deserve it. <laughs> Are we fine with any other movies besides Stank? Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. If they give it to Minari... <laughs> I'd be cool with that. I mean, I would too. <laughs> two years, two f- foreign quotation mark, <laughs> quotation mark, quotation mark, two foreign films in a row. Yeah, I like Minari. So, yeah, I think I'd be happy with pretty much anyone besides Mank. That's not a, that's not a bad movie. I just it's a bad movie. It's so bland. It's very <laughs> bland. It's like eating a piece of white bread and drinking milk. It's so bland. Here's like, <laughs> the story of the movie about how David Fincher's like father wrote the screenplay and how he's like his son is turning into a movie after his father's death and then it, you hear what it's about. It has Gary Oldman and it's about the making of one of the greatest movies ever made. Citizen People Kane. say it is of Citizen Kane. I've seen it. It's it's not my favorite. It's good, but anyway, <laughs> a lot of people consider it one of the greatest. Technically, yeah. It was, it was way ahead of its time, but a movie about the making of that with Gary Oldman, directed by David Fincher, written by his father, like, you think, oh my god, this movie's gonna be awesome, and I watched it, and I was bored. It's bored, it's long, um, yeah. the movie spells it on what old Hollywood was, I will give it that. Yeah, technically it's very good, the, the, the score is good, and... The, I love the score. Yeah, the way it's shot... Like an the old style, movie, the, the pro- sound design. production design, the production style was that. I think but that's where they went all in on the the looks of the yeah. film without the the making of the film. But, I don't know. As long as it's not make. <laughs> yeah, I can say the same. As long as it doesn't stink. I still can't believe it's in a best picture now. I'm, I'm like genuinely I, no, offended. I believe it. I believe it. I mean, I believe it, too, because Oscar is very, like, oh, Hollywood, we love ourselves. But, like, I felt offended seeing that (laughs) nom. I felt personally attacked. I was like, you did this to spite me. I'm like, out of all these movies, you had to go and do that. I feel like, I still feel offended by it. I gotta show you, um, I think it was the 2006, 2007 Oscars, whenever it was Brokeback Mountain versus Crash. I already know. I already know. I already know Have that whole Crash? thing. Yes. You've seen Crash? I've seen Crash. Oh I've God. seen Brokeback Mountain. Yeah. What a joke. <sighs> Laugh out loud. <laughs> anyway. It's, it's, <laughs> Oscars is not the best all the time. They don't always make the best decisions. Recently, I can tell you, two times recently in the past like five years, um, Shape of Water. I know that one. <laughs> I was, I, I remember understand. tuning in for that and I was like, really? I don't understand. And then Green Book over Roma. Are you kidding me? That one that <laughs> one hurt. Roma should have been best picture. I like Green Book. I liked it a lot, but it's no it's no Roma. Roma is amazing. Go watch Netflix. It's just such a especially if you're watching the Oscars live, like the momentum Roma was getting throughout the night because it was winning so many awards. Alfa, Alfonso 
Rowan, oh, wow. the director, he was like, he had like, I think he won like three, two or three Oscars that night. He won for cinematography, I think directing. Oh my God, so. Something like that. And so he was just going up there again and again, and people were like, yeah, and then they're like ready to go see him go up there again for Best Picture. Roma. Yeah, and then Green Book. Oh, I just killed it. See, that's, no, that's <laughs> no Breno, that's. Yeah. Nothing against Green Book, but I, it, Roma should have won. I agree. Roma and Shape of Water is in Best Picture. Yeah, I don't know what the heck. What was it even going up against? I don't know that year. I just remember seeing that movie. Mad Max? Somebody giving it to Mad Max. Mm, Mad Max was pretty good. Yeah. I don't know if it was that year, but I, I got to see what it went up against. But I'm sure there mm. was a movie that deserved it more than Shape of Freaking Water. Shape or water is the situation is mink. I'm sorry, Guillermo. <laughs> I'm not sorry, Guillermo. My, I don't like you. I'm not a big fan of his movies. No. I haven't seen much, but what I have seen. I don't like. I like Pacific Rim. The first one. Only I the like first that. one. I, I guess Pacific Rim's <laughs> the exception. I don't really like much of his work. No, but he's not my type. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> We ended up on this week's episode. Thank you guys for tuning in. For all the support of me coming back. I'm very appreciative. I love you all. Um, Stay tuned for more cool stuff like this. Be prepared. I think Aaron would love to be on this podcast more. Talk even more movie stuff or anything he likes. Yeah, this is fun. <laughs> I had a good time. Um, So anyway, thank you all. Have a good week. Be safe. Wear your max. Get vaccinated if you can. Or schedule appointments. I get mine this week on Friday. Yay. Hopeful. I'm blessed. <laughs> anyway, y'all. Thank you. Bye. Bye.